Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Maybe I should just buy shirts that actually fit me. Well, even then, the sitting down and standing up and then going to the restroom and yeah, like you're, it's not going to, your shirt's always going to migrate. Always. Yeah. Just like the birds. Yes, Jacob. Just like the birds. Uh, All of them. Uh Uh-huh. All of the birds. The birds. They migrate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Speaking of birds. Yes. What are we talking about today? (gasps) Animal friends. Animal friends. Tweet, 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 tweet. Birds are not friends. Birds are food. (laughs) Whoa. Straight out of the gate. That's a hard line. (laughs) I've drawn a line in the sand. Choose your sides. Um, uh, Well, I'm going to be on not that one. I mean, I do eat birds. Don't get me wrong. But birds are also friends and pets. Suddenly not a meat eater. Um. So we're talking about pets, animals, friends, animal friends who are not of the human animal variety. Fish are friends, not food. There you go. Um, I mean, it's been, we were kind of talking about that, about how it's always been part of the human storyline, I think. It's like a person and their animal goes on adventures or helps each other survive or gets into wacky situations. <laughs> I mean, they had buddy movies, you know, where like it was a cop and his dog. Right. You or know, literally Air Bud. Oh, Do you remember Air Bud? I, yes. I hated that movie, but I wanted to watch it over and over and over because I wanted a dog so badly when I was a little kid. Aww. But I hated basketball, so I was like, well, I could never have that dog. But then they had volleyball bud and soccer bud and football bud and I mean, when ping you, pong bud when you find and a, tetherball bud. <laughs> when you find a theme that works, beat it to death. Capitalism. Tennis bud and rugby bud. Racquetball bud. Badminton bud. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Bocce ball, bud. <laughs> Bowling, bud. Mini golf, bud. Yes. Croquet, bud. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that also leads to thinking about like the TV shows Lassie forever oh, and ever and ever. Lassie is mm-hmm. Timmy stuck in a whale again. Right. And then oh, Clifford, oh. the big red dog. Uh, what about Wishbone? <gasps> but that was mostly about the dog. I don't really remember him having a companion. But well, uh, he had his, his George. little boy, uh, Sam or something. Oh, I have no idea. I don't remember his little human owner. I just remember wanting so badly to go with human Wishbone. Human caretaker. Yeah, human caretaker, not owner. Thank you. Hmm. I was. I, my parents got me a Wishbone stuffy Aww. when I was a little kid, and he had a Sherlock Holmes outfit. I, that was like the epitome, like the epitome of Wishbone, I think. Yes, yeah. Uh, the Hound of the Baskervilles. I also loved the Sherlock, or not Sherlock, Wishbone Phantom of the Opera. Oh, my word. Because he did a great job. He was such a good little pup. I mean, and a detective at that. He was so smart. What was the other one that you just said? I'm sorry. I just... Oh, no. You're like Turner Turner and Hooch. And then there's also... There was another cop dog movie. Was there? Like with Tom Hanks specifically, I thought. No? Didn't he do two? I might completely be missing this. Uh, he also made friends with the volleyball, though. So... True. He different did. movie. But... And then you think about, you know, even more children's books where... Uh, Curious George. 
Curious George. That's who yes. you brought up. Yeah. Um, and so granted, like for children's books, those are mostly like the the animal goes and gets in trouble and then we can all learn from that, you know, whatever. But then we think about the books that we all had to read in our youth, like Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, oh my God. No. Or Old Yeller. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Oh, man. That movie could not. They even made that mm. as PG as PG could be. But you knew. You knew. Mm-hmm. I have seen that movie, dear listener. Ugh. I looked away. I knew it was coming. And so I just put my head down in English class and said, no, nope, I choose knew. not to watch this. <laughs> not today, Satan. So, no, not at these heartstrings. Uh, what about Milo and Otis? Do they count? Those were just two animals. But they were friends. They sure were friends. They were the sweetest little friends. We you're the best, the friends. The fox and the hound. Correct. Oh my gosh, you know what just popped? No, you don't know what just popped in my mind. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, like those videos that are always like, unusual <gasps> animal friendships. Oh, yes. Ugh, I freaking love those. I came across, so you had sent me a message earlier today that asked how I was feeling. Yes. Because it got really warm here this week and my allergies just went crazy. Nothing is even blooming yet, but my allergies, I think just from the, maybe the temperature difference or something. Well, just because it's not, I always got to thinking about this, just because it's not plants that are growing doesn't mean that there aren't smaller microbes that don't grow in the sunshine. That's a fair point. And the warmth. So I was so sneezy the last two days. And so today Melissa texted me and said, hey, how are you feeling? And I just typed in allergies into the GIF search bar because I know I'm a millennial and the Zoomers think that it's so old and blah, blah to use GIF responses. I think GIF responses are perfect. They fit, man. And I will always use them. So they're funny zoomers, right? I take pride in finding the proper gift for the proper moment. Yes. There's always one that just matches exactly what you're trying Mm -hmm. to convey. Yes. I scrolled past one that was Coco the gorilla with her little orange kitten. kitten. Do you remember that? Yes. That was the sweetest. Ugh, my little heart just broke. Now that's bringing up a memory what show was that? I feel like there was a recent show, like maybe an animated TV show for grown-ups, where they reference a friendship between... Oh, it's Shit's Creek. It's not animated at all. Although they are very animated humans. They are very animated humans. In the episode where the press believes that Moira has died, mm. and then Moira's death is overtaken by... The kitten and the giraffe that were best friends. And then the giraffe just stepped on that poor kitten. (laughs) And Moira is so offended that her thunder was stolen. Yes. But her kids could give zero fewer shits. Is that the one? Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doesn't she try to look for scandalous photos of herself on the internet? Yes, that's it. She asks uh, Stevie to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look for dirty pictures of her oh Lord. god oh why would you do that to another human so i know well just since it got brought up moira did from Shit's creek i have been tuning into the un for some videos and updates of everything that's going on and uh they have it's an interpreter yes not a because a translator does written language or do i have that backwards oh hang on i have to think because we have a friend who does both and yes. she has 
made many educational posts about it. Yes, she has. And now I feel horrible. Let's look it up. Yeah, let's pause and check because I can't remember. I when know that there is. Have we a... ever paused for a search engine machine run? Never. Correct. I was like, think about it. <laughs> Uh, so I know that there is an important distinction to be made between a translator and an interpreter. I believe an interpreter is one who interprets the Spoken dialogue. Word? A yeah. translator translates the written word. The key differences between interpretation and translation are found in each service's medium and skill set. Interpreters translate spoken language orally, while translators translate the written word. Heck yes. Emma, I got there it we right. Go. That makes sense now. I just, you know, it's like putting it into your brain. Because really, when you're using a spoken language, there are all those idioms and those Mm-hmm. using things, uh, turns of phrases and whatnot, that you literally have to translate that to somebody else's language, where right, if so I would say... That you have to take into account. Yeah, like, I could give a shit less. You can't translate that. You have to interpret that saying <laughs> into something similar in a different language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you for checking that. You bet. So the interpreter for the UN on this video, the speech pattern, the rise and the fall of the voice, Moira Rose. Absolutely. So spot on. Because as I was listening to it last night while I was uh, messing with my fish tank, I went, why does this person sound so familiar? And then one more sentence went by and I nearly dropped the things in my hands. And I went, it's Moira Rose. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna believe me also who can i tell this to well first of all jacob and now you all it is uncanny she played a uncanny. clip for me earlier it truly was it could have been Catherine o'hara working at the un at un in the guise of moira rose the way this woman spoke mm-hmm. and her elocution her diction was so similar to Moira Rose and her very specific it's way so of speaking. Specific. And in the interviews that she gave on like her character, and she didn't even quite know how this character was going to sound until basically the first day of shooting. Yeah. And I went, how, where, I'm almost wondering if she didn't nonchalantly tune into a UN meeting randomly years Maybe. and years ago and went, that. Maybe. Because it's like that, what did they used to call that? Um, back in like the 40s and the 50s in television and radio. Like that mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Thank you. The mid-Atlantic where, where it's not nobody quite actually British. Spoke it's that not way. quite American. It's kind of a conglomeration of both. It's a fanciful take. Right. Like Nobody actually spoke like that. No, it was purely for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. which I don't understand why. That's something I want to learn more about now that I say it out loud. Dude, Back in those times, anything to make you stand out, even if it was kind of weird, we can make money off of that one. Bring them on in. See? (laughs) And you do that voice so frequently. And that's... Do I? You do. Oh, I guess I've never realized. You do. When you're you're being silly, when you're kind of joshing and joking around, you definitely slip into a mid-Atlantic like, hey... Or almost, it's either mid-Atlantic or like private eye, 1930s. So close, With a cigar yeah. in the mouth. Like, hey, what do you got out here? Like a wise she? guy. Yeah. Um, where is it going with that? I call that the Midwestern private eye. Correct. That is accurate. It's like a Chicagoan, a Chicagoan private eye. Like, that's how I see that. It's like, 
rainy city, big skyscrapers, Gotham, but actually Chicago in 1932. Picture it was a wet day outside, but it was nothing like the inside of my whiskey glass. <laughs> I don't know. It's like those those detective movies. They always started they out with always, like that little monologue, right? That yeah. always like, and then she blew in like. It's like I could smell the mystery from the half the hallway away. Those high heels. They weren't the only thing TikToking. <laughs> Just it's almost nonsensical. <laughs> yes. The things that they would say. Oh my god, that reminds me of uh, the play. The play that goes wrong. That's kind of how it starts. I love the play that goes wrong specifically for that reason because it pulls off of like the old PI, the mid Atlantic, like vernacular. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's so good. So uh, that's what was funny to me this week in the time where things are still kind of heavy, like finding Moira Rose as an interpreter. An interpreter. Oh, my word. I That was great. And if you haven't watched Schitt's Creek, do. Should. You'll be a better person for it. It, took, I know- it did take me a very long time to get into it. I watched like four episodes of the first season and went, I don't think this is for me. Because I always hated that trope of like, oh my God, we're so rich. Oh no, now we're not rich and everything is hard. Because listen, that's my life is hard. And that's what I was just And I don't magically get rich and be like, oh my God, life is harder. Yeah. So yes. But it is very funny. Most shows, people will say, oh, you just have to get through the first season. Then they really catch their stride for shit's creep. And I, that's why I don't watch shows. When people tell me to watch a show, I've said this before. He's even said it to me, dear listener. And I'm his best friend. Yeah. If you tell me to watch a show, 99%, I'm not not going to watch it. Not going to happen. Nope. Sorry. I mean, no disrespect. It's just probably not going to happen. I don't like to be told what to do either. Yep. (laughs) Probably an unhealthy amount of times. I've watched Sense8 so much that Netflix needs to reboot it and finish it properly just to appease me. You know what you could do? Just start writing some new episodes for them. AKA fan fiction, AKA turn it into another book series, AKA how do you think Twilight got started? You want to buy a house? You want a Maserati? You want a <laughs> you hot body? Work, <laughs> you gotta work, bitch. My fan fiction, bitch. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Uh, thank you for being so supportive. So pets. <laughs> pets, plants, planet of the apes. Is that what we decided well, on? Yeah. So the reason why we're trying to get there, friends, we're, it's a, uh, do you want to do the real one? The inspiration one, I should say. Bears. Beats Battlestar Galactica. Thank you. After last week, which was a really intense and heavy episode, we knew that we needed to do an episode of frivolity and lightness and escape. Let's be honest. People listen to podcasts as a way to find a reprieve and a safe haven and a way to enjoy and find delight and connection and comfort. I mean, so let's take a break and get our brains around it. Okay. We're a half an hour in of just bullshit. I love 30 minutes of bullshit. It will be whittled down to about 15 minutes of bullshit. (laughs) 
Why? Well, that whole first part, most of that first part was me figuring out levels again. Oh, I didn't realize that was... Okay. So when we come back, Melissa and I will be discussing... We need to introduce ourselves. I was really trying to, but I can't quite communicate telepathically I'm not yet. in it today, man. It just occurred to me. Like, I haven't been in it since we started recording half an hour ago. It just, it literally just hit me. Hey, fuck you. You know who we are. <laughs> no, let's do it and then go immediately to break. That's Jake. And that's Melissa. And this is, is Best, Best Friendhood. Friend let's take a break. <laughs> oh, and I was booping at me. Hold on. <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Much like the smell of death, you will never you forget never that forget smell. It. it is oh. ingrained. It's burned into your olfactory. Another smell that I will never forget is when I had my wisdom teeth removed. And for my extraction, they actually drilled them, cut them in half first, mm-hmm. and then pulled them out. Mm-hmm. The smell of that hot, almost burning bone smell they didn't put you under for that i mean i was like numbed up to the gods but no i wasn't put under that's how they took mine out too but they put me under full anesthesia oh no 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 oh i was unconscious when i had my wisdom teeth taken out and taken out shots oh that is horrifying the smell and the sound are things i will never forget the closest I think I can come to relating to that is having my two root canals at the same time. So I have this scar on my chin where I had a root canal that instead of going up into the, or like a root infection, instead of going up into the tooth, like yeah. a normal situation would. You've never Mind been you, I've normal. only ever had like two cavities in my life. I take very good care of my teeth. Uh, the infection instead went down into my like my jaw and so i thought i had a little pimple and it just got more painful and more painful and more painful more red and of course i would mess with it like oh it's just a little pimple like or like an ingrown hair or something yeah i just need to get that out of there get that out of there right on my jawline finally after i think three days of it getting more and more swollen and painful and no matter what i did could not take care of it. I went to my primary care physician. They were like, I don't know what this is. They sent me to a dermatologist who had no idea, who sent me to another specialist. I literally can't even remember who they were because it was 10 years ago. And that person finally on a Sunday, by the way, this is all on a Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. My PCP was on call for the clinic. And you, these- so you went through three doctor appointments in one day? On a Sunday. Oh, I can't even imagine how expensive that was. Yeah. <laughs> and being 23 Universal in college, universal healthcare, universal healthcare, universal healthcare. It would have been great. So the third specialist, whoever they were, I think they're maybe like a bone specialist. Is that an orthopedist? I, I don't remember. It was a decade ago. They finally said, oh, I think that's actually a tooth problem. Go to your dentist. So I got into my dentist two days later on Tuesday. 2.30 on a Tuesday? 2.30 on a <laughs> That's Tuesday. a kid's joke. Remember that? I do okay. remember. <clears throat> and my dentist went, oh, yeah, here's all we got to do. Gave me 
an injection of antibiotics and that was it. It cleared up. Now I still have this horrible scar. Well, think of the tissue damage that was done. Oh my God. Nonetheless, you're picking know. at it for whoever knows how long. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's skin trauma. I showed up to work that night and my manager went, oh no. You go home. This is when you work at the hotel, right? Yes. Like, nobody's going to stay here if you're at the front desk. <laughs> yeah. Go home. Yes. <laughs> and so he worked for me the rest of the week because I showed up then at my next shift on Thursday. And so I had my, my class schedule. So, like, all of my classes were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I could be off of out of school on Tuesdays and Thursdays and and just work at the hotel Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I showed back up on Thursday and went, nope, go home. <laughs> you still looked that bad? Oh my God, it was awful. Like, Do you have any pictures? Oh, um, maybe. Okay. If we no do, worry. I'll put them on the Patreon. I don't think that I do. It, I, uh, I don't think that I do, but okay. I might. I might. I'll check. All right. Just for you. Thank you. It was horrible. Like, if your supervisor sends you home two days, two separate days apart. Right. I want to see what you goddamn look like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I had never taken a sick day. I had worked there for like three years. Well, dude, as a student, you don't take a sick day. A student without health insurance? Well, I guess I was on my parents' health insurance at the time, which was not great. Because we were able to do that until we were what? Like 26? yeah, 26, I think that I is I think right. children are still able to do that. Hot mess express. But how wild that it was a tooth infection. Primary yeah. care doctor. Yes. Didn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. On a Sunday, took you to a dermatologist. The fact that you were able to get into a dermatologist oh, no. on a the Sunday. The PCP literally called her on her private you cell phone. You looked that bad? Yeah, yes. How wild. He literally called her on her private cell phone, and she listened to him describe what was going on and said... Okay, yes, I will come to your office. Like, I didn't even have to go to their offices. You just sat there and waited. I just stayed at my PCP's office, and these two specialists gave up their Sunday afternoons to come to my primary care physician's office because he was describing this horrible, like, this kid's face is exploding out of him in slow motion. It is the scene from Alien where the chest monster comes out of... What if it was a kiss fly that you had? Oh, God. I mean, I know you didn't, but... No, but I... If you want a quick little horror story, friends, look up kiss fly. No, don't. Do it. Don't. Do it. No. No, you're right. I'll ruin their life. Please don't. If you want your life to be ruined, do it. Do it. Do it. The world is out to eat everyone. So, yeah. Uh, what is the weirdest medical thing I've had? <gasps> I think this is going to be the first time I share it besides anyone except for you. <gasps> Are you about to tell the story? I think I am. Oh my hot diggity dang. This is Pets, Huge. Plants, and Planet of the Apes. Do you want to say it today or do you want to save it for another? I mean, I don't know. Go I'm, for I'm it. I'm not sure that we're going to get back onto the topic, to be I honest I don't think we you. will. Go for it. Should we proffer that our plan was to talk about you know, human-animal relationships. And we're going to record another episode this week. Oh, and I'm going to bring it back around. Okay. So we'll get into this topic next recording. We'll just plan on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're already, like, it's 45 minutes We have to, so. Okay. Stinky, weepy, belly button syndrome. I didn't even know this was a thing. 
Y'all, I was so embarrassed. And let me tell you the amount of things that I googled to try to figure out what the hell was going on with my body. And the funny, I don't think I've even told you this, but when I was googling what, like trying to figure out what was happening, because my belly button was literally weeping a clearish yellow fluid and it smelled like feet, cheese, and death had a threesome inside of my belly button. Oh my God. It was disgusting. And I was so embarrassed that my body was producing this. this. Yeah. You know, like, I remember that, like, the first day when I kind of smelled something and I went, I know it's been like two days since I've showered, but hot damn, my armpits are ripe. Well, and then at the end of the day, I took my shirt off and I went, (laughs) oh, no. And I look at my shirt. Thankfully, it was a lighter colored one, but also not thankfully, because I saw a spot where my belly button would have been. (gasps) So my sweet, sweet belly button juice had leaked (laughs) onto my shirt. And I just... Oh, my God. You know that movie where she goes to her kid, is that chocolate or or poop? And she just wipes it and then she tastes it. licks it. Yeah. Well, I didn't lick it. Thank God. But I smelled it. I went, that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. I need to figure out what's going on. So I start Googling things. And where I found the most amount of answers or uh, guidance, I should say, men's magazines, men's online magazines. What? I'm talking like men's journal, workout things. Like That's really surprising. Kept talking about, uh, these are the reasons why your belly button stinks. And uh, hey, don't be stressed. If you're stinking in the middle, <laughs> you know, like just it was totally, quote unquote, dude driven articles. So like it's normal for dudes to have stinky belly buttons, which tells me that dudes need to maybe bathe a little more consciously. Well, and here's. But that wasn't even what. Here's the thing is like, I'm kind of weird. Uh, I'm not weird. I'm kind of particular about taking care of my body. Yeah. And I would say like at least twice a month, I do like I take a cotton swab to my belly button just because I feel like and this was before this incident even happened because I feel like dead skin and soap residue and whatever. Mm -hmm. If you don't rinse that out and like I take a lot of quick showers because I don't like to wake up in the morning and I only shower in the morning. So if I go to sleep at night, my hair is a hot mess, blah, 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 blah. So if I wake up late, I take a quick shower. So, well, I probably didn't rinse properly. So I'll, you know, cotton swab my belly button. Anywho, this time I was like, what the heck is going on? Because I had to go to work that day. So I took a a cotton round, you know, like a makeup remover Mm -hmm. cotton round Mm -hmm. thing. And I... Uh, rolled it to look like a tortilla chip almost if you would or if you ladies out there can picture like a diva cup I fashioned it into a diva cup and I shoved it in my belly button and I put some medical tape on top because I didn't want it getting on my clothes again because that smell I threw that t-shirt out I do not believe that I could ever get that smell out of that goddamn t-shirt and even if you could you still have the the, the memory olfactory trauma uh-huh. of that smell mm-hmm It was weeping, like even just standing there, staring in confounded embarrassment at my body. I would watch this liquid drip out. I'm like, I don't even have that capability. Am I turning into a superhero? I don't understand. If so, this is the worst comic book ever. Thinking these things in my head. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, band-aid my belly button tampon. Patch that shit up. Yep. And I headed to work because, well... (laughs) 
You gotta. And I had to work up the gumption to call my doctor's office. And I went and I was laughing out of like nervousness and embarrassment. And also truly, it is a weird situation. So I was just giggling and I was talking to the receptionist and I went, listen. And I explained to her what was going on. And I said, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I would rather not have to come in. And she went, well, honestly, please know that I understand that you don't want to come in. But with what you're describing, I'm wholeheartedly sure that your doctor is going to actually want to see it with his eyes. And I don't believe at this time that they had that capability of like telehealth. Uh, yes. Or they did in that. I don't know. It just wasn't know. quite there yet. Yeah. Correct. So I ended up going in and it was so embarrassing because I knew as soon as I took my bandage off I was, and I warned him and I went, I know you've seen some gross things in your life, sir. Let me warn you. And, he's, and he chuckled and he went, hey, OK, let's get it done. <laughs> <laughs> so you know i showed it to him and he went oh that's not nearly as bad as i was expecting and i went are you kidding me because i was my embarrassment had built it up so big that i think what i was describing sounded worse because i had this embarrassment mm-hmm. about it and uh so he was done examining and he's like you, you know um i really like what you did with that bandage thing uh here's some stuff if you want to do that again I'm like, yes please and thank you so i did and we were sitting there talking and he goes I got a question for you. Have you put anything in there recently? And I went, what? And he goes, belly button. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, it's okay. Have you put anything in there recently? Because people do weird things. There's this story just this week. There was a dude who put a double A battery into his urethra and left it there for a day before seeking medical attention. A double. A double A, uh, not a triple A, a double A. So people do some weird things, right? I am going to, we cancel the internet, unplug it, make it go away. No, no, it's here forever. (laughs) And I went, well, to be honest, in the last month, I put a Q-tip, not shoving it in there. I just clean the, like the inner cave area. (laughs) Of the belly button. Correct. Yeah. Like, Well, and especially today, like it was weeping and smelling and gross. So I took rubbing alcohol and I literally cleaned it so that the bandage would stick. And he went, oh, okay. Because he was thinking that I was experimenting with my body in a different way that might have led to this. Oh, my God. Irritation (gasps) and whatever. Okay. Yes. So once that was not part of the equation, he said that just like with other parts of our body, there is flora and fauna, like a micro ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ladies out there, you know all about this. Gentlemen, educate yourselves. Yeah. And like even... Even even if you think about um, inside of your ear or inside of your nose or even inside of your intestines, like there are living organisms that are always there, even on every level of your skin. Our eyelashes, everything. Yes. So he said, much like those other places, your belly button is like that. So if that gets out of whack and one one part of that ecosystem is kind of bigger than the others, weird things happen. And I went, I'm a lady. I understand this. And he went, okay. But just so you know, it's possible that there might be a staph infection because I do see some like irritation. I went, well, I've been scrubbing the fuck out of it because it's smelly and gross. And then he stopped and he went, the way that you talked about it to the nurse led me to believe it was going to be a horror show. That was not nearly as bad as what I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. It's just truly embarrassing. And he went, I understand. Embarrassing and scary. Whose belly button weeps? Yours. It did. 
It does no longer. And other people's too. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, yeah. No, you're fine. But um, yeah, so weird body stuff, man. And honestly, like it once we got it figured out and he said, please don't use rubbing alcohol anymore because that actually like it kills absolutely everything. And so it gives that chance for the out of whackness to restart all over again. It would be like stuff to fight off the bad stuff. Correct. It would be like if you just took a hose to your colon and went, "Okay, good luck eating Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh, God. I've actually heard that about heard that about rubbing alcohol. Like when I first started getting uh, some different piercings, mm-hmm. uh, I was told like to treat use a cut. Do not use rubbing alcohol no, for a cut. Never use rubbing alcohol. Use it if you're about to perform wound. surgery, but yes. not on a wound that's on a healing. wound that's healing. Rubbing alcohol, yeah, it kills the bad stuff, but it also kills the regrowth of mm-hmm. skin cells or good um, antibodies. The- Do not use that if you just got a piercing or a tattoo or a wound or anything, even hydrogen peroxide i've read is sketchy oh man i i can't say i'm not a doctor but rubbing alcohol don't use that on your wounds because you just kill off the skin cells that are trying to heal yeah so anyway i had overdone it with the because then i started getting self-conscious because you know when you sit and you get that crease right where your belly button is yeah as we all do right i'm like oh god so then i started to like try to sit so that my stomach wouldn't cave in i'm like everything needs the most air <laughs> Guys, don't don't mind Melissa. She's just my friend walking around with a hole cut out in all of her sh- all of her shirts with a little fan blowing on her oh, belly button. Oh my! You don't you okay? You just reminded me of the very first time that I ever came across Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link, yeah. Uh huh. Oh God, what about them? <laughs> they have this song called it's my belly button oh my gosh uh Uh, (laughs) it's the video about that what's wrong i just found something what this i don't remember being shot or anything call flula flula's in this yeah flula's in this yeah flula yeah i found a hole in my stomach yeah? yeah, like a little pit. Oh, does it hurt? No. Is I it love your belly Pula. button? Huh? You know where you're connected to your mother? What? Yeah, everybody's got one. Everybody's got one? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, not ruining the rest of it, but it's the first time I ever came across Rhett and Link. They literally That was sh- the first time you ever came across them? Yeah. Oh my god. 7 years ago. Yeah. Um, Flula. But I remember mm. that there's like a part in this song where they put a tree in their belly button. Yes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I found it. <laughs> oh, but you didn't have a tree. I mean, I was growing some stuff. <laughs> Maybe you would just. Belly button song. Check it out sometime. <laughs> it's so, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe we should start to make music videos. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I have ideas already. Okay, oh, pajama. Oh, this is not where I thought this episode was going to take us. Nope. And I'm so pleased with it. Medical mayhaps preceding pets and plants. Correct. 
Yes, this is a precursor. Um, do you have any other weird medical stories? I know I do. I have had so many weird medical things happen with me, but I need a break because I really have to pee. I really have to pee as well. I've been drinking a bucket load of tea. Yes, you have. And I super hydrated before I came over here. I'm proud of you for that. Well, it was the only way I could be a human. So you literally talked about peeing and I just got the entire body pee shivers. I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take another break. We'll reconvene to discuss more medical mishaps. Not mishaps because they got solved. Obviously, we're still here and together. Well, I was just going for the alliteration. Well, okay. Word that. Well, it's already done. I know. Sing it again. I can blow you some snot. Slimy, sometimes bloody. Stringy and stinky and different colors. A whole new box of Kleenex sitting right next to you. Yeah, we're talking about weird body stuff, y'all. Mm-hmm. Weird body stuff. Thank you so much for singing that. She sang that so beautifully well, off I, mic that I was like, oh my God, no, please. You, like, please. Please sing it. I'm like, I don't even remember the words I just sang. You nailed it, though. Fair. You did it almost, almost verbatim. I think there was like one word of difference. Okay. And frankly, the second time was better. You mm. nailed it. You snailed it. You snailed it. Uh-huh. Kyle, my old roommate, used to do that to me all the time. High five, man. Snailed it. He was such a nerd. Snot. <laughs> yeah. The reason why we came up with that snot song is because we're still talking about weird body stuff. And I decided, well, I asked Jacob, and then we came to the conclusion that, yes, this episode actually shan't be about pets and stuff. We're going to save that for the next recording. We're just going to keep rolling on weird body stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to, I already have a title name, though, so we maintain the alliteration because I really love alliteration. Yes. Okay. So my next body horror story. Not a body horror, just a body story. It felt like a horror. It may have felt like a horror. (laughs) It's not a horror. So y'all already know that I have some allergies. Just a few. Just a couple. Just a few. One or two. 18,000. Everything. That's the one. I'm allergic to fun. I'm allergic to life. I'm only allergic to life. I'm not allergic to fun. Oh, my misunderstanding. <laughs> Silly Melissa. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> Tricks are for kids. Follow your nose wherever it goes. That's Fruit Loops. Unless you're... No. Unless you're Jacob. Unless you're me. In which case, your nose is broken forever. And not broken... Not forever, <gasps> either. Correct. It was repaired. So, for the longest time... RuPaul's repair race. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my brain. All right, go ahead. I don't know why either, but I love it. Uh, So that's RuPaul's spinoff show where she just (gasps) guides people's facial reconstruction surgeries. Like, do you remember Extreme Makeover? Oh, God. How disgusting. That show was... How disgusting. I hated that show. How disgusting. That, I remember an episode where a woman had a chin built because she felt like her chin was too weak. And in the profile, like... I 
did this as a teen because I was so insecure about my own body. I compared my profile to hers and our her original chin shape was so similar to mine that I as a 15 or 16 year old was like, oh my god, I don't have enough of a chin. If I had gotten a chin surgery that would have fixed what I thought was wrong with me at the time, I would have been like Jay Leno on fucking steroids. It would have been a chin for days. Her that face was fine. Broadcasting company made money off of people's insecurities to have them yes. go underneath medical major surgical, medical surgery. Yes. To Elec be Ugh. quote unquote beautiful. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Monetizing that victimizing humans. I don't I, I like I don't even know for just existing just the way that they were born. Hi, you are perfect the way that you are. Yes, you are. We tell you this every week, but you are enough. So, wow, we got on a tangent. <laughs> we, I got activated about it. So did I. Um, my nose. Your nose. As my friend Benjamin calls it, my honk. <laughs> <laughs> so I have had really bad allergies since I was probably like 16 or so. Before that, no allergies at all. I remember when I was 16, we lived out in the country and I took a literal machete into this little like land, this little like acre of land that we owned. You were jungle explorer mode. Yeah, our, we had sold all of our sheep and therefore we didn't have sheep to eat the the weeds. So my parents were like, you need to go cut down the weeds. Here's a machete. Why the fuck did, were my parents giving a 16 year old a machete? I don't know. Mom, dad, I know you listen. Would you care to chime in? Dude, it's what was done back then. Back they used then, to give, listen, the generation days, before us, they used to give children scythes. <laughs> I would have been better served with a scythe. I also probably would have taken off my own legs. Correct. Okay, I would not have been better served with a sight. There we are. Okay. So my parents gave me an angsty teen who listened to Evanes Evanescence at full blast, a machete. That seems like a weird combination. Did you have a discman with a headset listening to Evanescence while I machete? I sure wake? as shit did. It was either Wake me up! Cha 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 cha! <laughs> it was either that or or Eminem's first CD <laughs> that they didn't know that I had. Mom Spaghetti! <laughs> no, that was like five years before that one. Right. Well, you can obviously tell who I'm a bigger <laughs> fan of. All right! <laughs> so I was out there hacking away at these giant, like, prairie weeds, yeah. Fibrous weeds that were taller than I was. Uh, kosha weed is the name of them. I went into anaphylaxis. No, it was not kosher with my body because I went almost into anaphylaxis. My parents, we live 45 minutes away from a hospital. So they called the local clinic who said, give him Benadryl. And so they did. And it saved my life. I was no longer allowed to machete the weeds or mow the lawn. It was ridiculous. So ever since then, I've been so allergic to just life. Your hand is in the air. What would you care to say? I just read about a study that said uh, nostalgia is almost as effective as a pain reliever as ibuprofen. What? Nostalgia. Really? Yeah. Keep talking. 
So here we are, Melissa, with the psychology today. I got some stuff. She's got some stuff to say and to share. So I, about 10 years ago, uh, went through a skin test for allergies. And if you've ever had a, an allergy skin test done, you know how miserable that is. When I had my first allergy test done, the doctor came in and said, I think we need to retest you. This can't be accurate because 95% of the items that they tested me for, which it was like a list of, I think, 45 or 50 things, different trees and plants, grasses, molds, and animals, they were all so violently reactive that each spot was literally off of the chart. They have a, a, a sizing chart called wheels or welts. All of my responses were quarter sized or more. Holy cow. So they were just blurring together. Like there was no distinction. Basically, they were like, oh shit, we need to give you drugs now so that we don't kill you. And so they gave me um, some Benadryl, some topical Benadryl, and they actually kept me in their observation room for an extra hour and a half, quite literally to make sure I didn't die from <laughs> the allergy test that I had just paid them hundreds of dollars to administer to me. I mean, at least you were there. I was surrounded by EpiPens and allergists. What better way? Attuning pain with the past. Nostalgia reduces physical pain. I'm sorry. I just felt I should tell the people who are listening. No, yeah, yeah. I just refound. I try to look through my papers and I know it's in there, but I think in my rush slash also trying to listen and be involved with the conversation, I might have skipped over it. But you yes. also just found it. I'm really glad you did. Isn't that interesting? Attenuating pain with the past. Nostalgia reduces physical pain. Yes. The Department of Psychology from the University of Idaho. The Department oh, well, of Psychology from the Texas Christian University. The Graduate School of Education, Kyoto University, Kyoto, Japan. Huh. All came together for this study. That's amazing. Isn't that interesting? I want to talk about that more. So it's much like what we do. Distraction mm-hmm. is a terrific way. Self-soother. Yeah. Distractions are something we teach people all the time who have suicidal ideation or self-harm. Like It's not a solve. No, it's, it's a, a distraction. way to get through it. Correct. It's a way to, to get through that painful moment. 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 Yeah. So I uh, thank you for... That kicked my brain and I went, that's so interesting. Sorry so I I've had your brain. I hope it didn't hurt. We were talking about your nose. And I've been allergic to everything forever. <laughs> so fast yep. forward 10 years. Well, eight years. Oh, God. How many years have you been taking your shots? Okay, so that story that I just shared with you was in 2014. It's now 2022. I got this. So this round of shots I started in 2019. They're allergy shots. They are allergy shots. So I But that's not the story. No, it's not. So I'm just, I'm prefacing and I realize I got in the weeds with the prefacing. By the way, I'm allergic to these weeds. (laughs) I was going there with that joke. All right, okay, I saw okay, it on all your right. Face. I gotta, <laughs> like, this I gotta is something I can get. All right, fine. <laughs> so, 2019, I'm in a totally different state in graduate school and having really horrible allergies again because I haven't been on my shots. So, I go to a local ENT, get started with an allergist, yada yada yada, and the allergist says, "Hey, you're already here. You're already paying for." all of this stuff that Mm -hmm. goes towards your deductible, would you care to have your 
um, nasal cavities examined. I was like, uh, yeah, please. Does so they, it not only, it makes sense. Yeah, so they do. And they told me that I had a deviated septum, which means the cartilage in my nose was essentially like curved and bent. Uh, Harry never... Potter scar inside it... of your noggin. Yes. So on my left left nostril, I had an 85% blockage because of the way the cartilage sat. And because of my constant allergies, the turbinates or the, the tissue in the nostril. Like that foldy stuff. Right. The foldy stuff that's supposed foldy to tissue. filter out the mm-hmm. things as we breathe in. They were so inflamed that there was an 85% blockage in my left nostril. In my right nostril, it was a 95% blockage. So (laughs) he was breathing at a total of 20% through his nose. And Melissa can attest to this. The first few years of this era of our friendship, I would constantly be rubbing my my nose. Like right uh, where... Like at the bridge of my nose, just below my eyes, maybe? Where where you feel like the cartilage becomes bone with your skull? Yes. That's where you would always be pressing. I would always be rubbing that. Like I could feel this pressure. I could feel something. It always felt like maybe there's just like a booger. Like if I can just wiggle this loose, Mm -hmm. I'll be able to breathe. Which makes sense. And I, and so when I had this uh, the scope done, and they were like, oh, this is not good. How they got a scope up your noggin? I literally don't know. They don't even know. But they did. Or kinda. at least they kind of did enough to say, oh, this shit's bad. They plumber snaked and went, oh, God. Oh, no. Retract. Retract. <laughs> get it back before it gets sucked in. <laughs> it will never get returned. <laughs> So they offered me the surgery, my deductible and everything were paid. So I said, yes, went through the surgery and friends, the world is a new, I know what I'm going to post on the Patreon for this episode. Do you? Oh, yes. I came out of the surgery with basically two extra long tampons. They are. Shoved up in each nostril into my brain. This was a year before the COVID test, so Didn't even know that you could feel up there. But I felt my brain. I pulled these things out of my (gasps) nose. You know what that reminds me of? No, you don't. I'm telling you right now. Tell me. Do you ever, do you remember hearing about when Egyptians would mummify somebody and they were so careful and Mm. concise Mm -hmm. with all of the other organs but they did not believe that the brain did anything they just swirled around they would hook it it through their nose that's what happened to me my ent swirled my brain around and i pulled it out of my nose attached to these nose tampons neat Cool, 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 I am very smart. Well, at least now you have more oxygen getting to your brain. So when I finished this this recovery, or not when I finished it, when I started this recovery process after like 48 hours or 72 hours, Before you I think it was out. three days. Yes, Because I would a week say. later, I was in New York City running around going, my nose hurts, my nose hurts, my nose hurts, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> So one of the weird things that happens when you have this severe of blockage in mm-hmm. your nose is you can experience what they call dry drowning, where for the first time, so I essentially was so accustomed to being a mouth breather and not being able to adequately breathe through my nose that the sensation of the uh, the sensation or the amount of breath 
that I could take through my nose can create a sensation of drowning because the body is not accustomed to that much oxygen coming through that particular airflow at all yeah nothing and so i remember coming over here and telling you like if i just start gasping like just hey breathe through your mouth dummy you're fine breathe through your mouth i don't think that that ever happened i never witnessed that no i do remember a few times where i would breathe through my nose and i couldn't feel anything happening and i would get confused because normally i bet there was such a rush of the air movement that you always felt much like pressure when i would breathe in when i would through my nose i Mm -hmm. could like i could feel it it was like a mini vacuum yes and then after the surgery as i was healing i would breathe through my nose And it was just like this gaping void of nothing. Like, am I actually getting air? So I was just like. And I I really couldn't tell. And your lungs were filling. My lungs were filling, but I I had no sensation in my nostrils. Because it was so new. Yes. It was so weird. Yeah. So dry drowning is a thing, apparently, where people their their bodies are just so accustomed to breathing one way that shifting it and changing it so dynamically your your system takes a while to reset to recognize mm-hmm. of course it does oh my god wait no we're good we're breathing the weird like side effect of this is where i have said for years that i have no sense of smell which weirdly enough nine months later covid would start correct i'm like oh i'm just developing a sense of smell and now there's this fucking pandemic and the first thing is you can't smell i'm still figuring out what smells are (laughs) how do i know if i have covid or not i haven't been able to smell things forever correct i don't know correct so that is my freaking medical mystery not medical mystery it's not a mystery medical happenstance indeed um i know we're running long so i'm gonna blast through this story yeah tell the us. only time i've ever broken a bone was on my right hand middle finger and it is <laughs> if you look at your fingernail and you've got that knuckle right below your fingernail mm-hmm. imagine directly below that wrinkle that you see directly below that like as close to the knuckle as you can get that's where my finger snapped how what i was working at a sports store a sports equipment store and i was moving a remember tony his name is tony something he had a curly ponytail and he always wore a bald cap and he would, you can do it Oh my god, yes, I do remember him. Tony, um, I want to say Llama, but that's not it, is it? N- I Tony know. Llama? Um, anyway, it is the gazelle machine. Yes, yes. The gazelle. So I was, oh, but let me tell you, like when I worked this job, I became so extraordinarily fantastic. Nonetheless, was I already fit because I was literally lifting, moving, and merchandising all sorts of sports gear from Bowflexes to treadmills to elliptical machines. I forgot about the Bowflex. Oh, heck yeah. And I would put them to, I would play, put together the display models on the floor. And then I would also go and deliver these to homes and I'd put them together in homes. Like your girl is good at putting together things and yeah she is she she put together my bed i'm this is 
what I used to. And I love it. I loved that. Anywho, so we were having a sale and some items needed to go out front of the store. And at that point in time, it was myself and this uh, retired gentleman named Mike. And he was the best. He would always say, oh, I wish I was a little bit taller. Does anybody have a cigarette paper I can stand on? She's very old at the time. <laughs> he was, another thing that he would say is, it's close enough for government work. <laughs> <laughs> like, this man was so funny. I adored him. I adored him. Uh, and he gave me my favorite pocket knife. He polished and sharpened it just for me. And he gave it to me. Anywho, so I was moving this gazelle machine from inside the store to the outside of the store. Sidewalk sales. Come on now. Everyone loves a good sidewalk sale. And it's a little gazelle machine. So if you don't know what I'm speaking about, there is a frame. It's kind of like a, a cross frame. And then if you can picture, um, you remember Nordtrack, Nordtrack, where it was like, like the, skiing uh... and then it had the arm pulleys. Oh, Nordtrack. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's basically like a swinging north track. You put your feet on these two pedals and then those are attached to some arm bars and you like your left foot and your left hand swing in tandem. So like you're so running like in the middle a... of the air. You're running through like the air. Just yeah. The gazelle. If you know what, if you can't figure <sighs> you it out, just go YouTube it. Search engine it. And anyway, so I was moving this machinery outside and I was not the smartest person back then because I was 20 perhaps. And I had mistakenly put my hand in the pedal portion oh, where... No. It swings. And so as I was pushing it, and I was doing it by myself because I was by myself. <laughs> I was pushing it out the store front door and there's that little lip, like the metal lip of your front door. Well, the frame catches and so I give it a bit more oomph. So the frame moves forward. My hand and the pedal stay stationary. So it swings and it... Oh my God. If you want a picture... You are so calm right now. A branch cutting gardening tool except for going clean through it did not go clean through but I, I remember it happened and I let go of everything and then I look at my hand and I could see it was like normal finger as close as you can get to oh I would say probably a centimeter and a half and then back to my normal finger and I went I should go put this under cold water so <laughs> oh my god so I <laughs> Made it to the back of the store to the bathroom and uh, I was running it underneath cold water. And then the next thing I know, my eyes open and I go, why is the ceiling there? <laughs> because I had passed out without knowing it. And so I woke up laying on the floor of the bathroom of this store that I was working in alone and <laughs> seeing seeing the ceiling when I thought that I was still standing, when I remember standing, right? And I went, oh, I think I should call someone. So I made my way to the store phone and I call my mom and she rolls up maybe about like 10 minutes later and she goes, oh, sissy, we have to go. <laughs> and this person who owned the store, so very, very good and old family friend, I'm locking it, bye. <laughs> So I just locked the store. My mom took me to the doctor. It was on a Saturday. And we went to uh, the local, uh, you know, like a general physician. And we went there. And I remember this was the time when I had, it was the first time I've ever seen the most attractive person I had ever seen with my own eyes. And I was sitting there, you know, like in a whirlwind 
And I think my body, it was still in such a short amount of time that I hadn't, the shock hadn't come down yet. So I'm still riding high, right? Wait, oh, you are still on. I'm riding high. You are still in shock. So Endorphins adrenaline. pumping through your girl. Oh, and, and after I looked at it once, like I'm not looking at my hand again. Uh, oh, yeah. Your hand just doesn't exist. What hand? Sure doesn't. No, and my, fine. my mom is so good at not looking at things. <laughs> and, you know, she's a really beautiful and great distractor. And we get in and the nurse is like, oh, God, I'll get the doctor. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, God. And if I'm a nurse responds you, that way, nurses girl, seen, especially they see on all weekend, things. weekend nurses see some things. But this is not at the hospital. This is at, you know, like the uh, regular physician's office. Right, okay. Any Hoosiers. And this is before urgent care was like truly a thing. Hmm. Um, I'm telling you. And my mom will, my mom will say the same thing. It's not just my endorphins or like my past memory. The hottest human being I have ever <laughs> laid eyes upon in person because we well, see beautiful I'm people. Ask her about this. Yes, we've seen beautiful people like on screen and whatnot. Of course. In person, the most gorgeous human being I've ever laid eyes on. And he was the person who was going to repair my middle finger. <laughs> 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 and he looked at me and went, Well, luckily, it's a very clean break. The wound itself is rather small. We're just going to put you in a small aluminum set cast and then tape it and i'm literally i'm just gonna glue your wound the skin wound together that's it because it was such a precise break when i'm telling you like how quickly and how efficiently it broke like that's why that that scar is so tiny i didn't even know that was a scar Mm -hmm. yeah it was like i told you if you could imagine like a shearing gardening thing like it's so precise i guess if you have to break a bone that's the way way to to do do it it. oh god so anywho the hottest human i've ever seen fixed didn't fix i my body fixed itself but he mended me and then i got to stand at work and just flip everybody who walked in off for like the next four (laughs) weeks because my finger was in a tiny little cast as everyone (laughs) and you're supposed to keep it above your head your heart right yeah so that's what i did so i just flipped off everyone (laughs) hi welcome fuck you there we are. That's my story. I enjoyed this deviation from our original idea. Much like the deviation of your septum. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean that, but yes. All right, let's wrap this B up because we are 136 in. Usually we're at 112 when we decide to wrap it up. So who better to share your weird body happenstances medical maladies oh, with then yeah. your best friend a f- yes a friend because i do believe that until today i have been a very select few if not the only you were the only person who knew about my belly button about your belly button yeah and it, you that was embarrassing to me are one of i think two that have known all of the medical things that I've told you about today. Yeah. Medical shit's weird. The human body is weird. It's weird. And also, we all have those things. We all have something, man. We all have and something. And we will all always have more. The more, so, the longer we're alive, 
the more the, crazy stuff will happen. The weirder things get. So trust your people and, and don't be, be afraid to share those <laughs> things with them because yes. you don't deserve to suffer or feel uncomfortable in silence or alone. And being honest with somebody else helps them feel that you are trustworthy and help to feel a connection. So if you do have a weird quote unquote weird. It's not weird. Human bodies are just intrinsically correct. I said that weirdly. Beep boop bop. Share a funny medical story because somebody else, I bet you, has another one. Oh, for sure. And they just they're just waiting to share it because it's something that they're kind of embarrassed about or they don't know how to share it. But once you do, this could lead to a fun friendship. If nothing else, it could lead to um, validation of what you've gone through. And there we are. And also, just because somebody's telling you that they have a deviated septum and they're getting that fixed doesn't mean they're getting a nose job. Correct. It's not a funny joke to make. No, that's not the same thing by any means. My nose looks the same. Correct. So yes, be friends with yourself and understanding that human bodies do all sorts of things and be friends with others by being honest about your experience in life which includes dealing with our human bodies and we love you and oh we have some things to say first we do you know what we've not said in a while uh how much we appreciate it when people leave us a rating a review or they subscribe to us that's actually exactly what i was gonna say yes it's been such a long time since we've mentioned if you please would have the time to leave us a review or a rating or even share our podcast with somebody amazeballs Truly. Rate, review, subscribe. Please. Gosh darn it. Thank you as well. You you just listening is enough. But if you had the chance to do any of those as well. Or if you feel like somebody that you know could glean something validating from what we've talked about in our myriad of adventures that we've shared, please share the word. The friendship is always growing. Mm, The friendhood is always growing. Friendhood. Ah, dang it. We're always so close. The friendhood is always growing. Hell yeah. There's a house for sale next door. It's free. All you gotta do is show up. Um, (laughs) Also, P.S. by the way, our email, bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bfhpod, bfhpod. You can also patreon.com slash bfhpod. Our incredible, beautiful logo and art was created by whom? Miss Talented Amazing. Ooh, witchy woman. Jennifer Bate. She makes that stuff. She sure did. It's edited by you and I. That's everything on my sticky note. Then that's everything we've got to say. We've made... It's not everything we have to say. You know what else we have to say? Dear listener, know that you are loved. And you are worth being loved. So until next week, love love you, bye! bye. That's how I end it. (laughs)